You are listening to John Kherika on SAFM. 20 past 8, SAFM Sunrise it is. Good morning to you. Let's now talk about chat GPT, AI that you can talk to on the computer. And it gives you f- amazing information. Is it always right? Should it be used or do we shun it? Do we say, no, 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 we're not going to accept ChatGPT at all? Let's find out a little bit more with Senior Lecturer at the Department of Development Studies at UNISA, Dr. Lahasa Malloy. Doctor, thank you very much for joining us. How do we, in 2024, start accepting ChatGPT? Or do we say, no, 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 it's not allowed at all. AI is the devil. Uh, good morning, John, and to the rest of the listeners as they continue to enjoy this uh, festive season. Yes, what a challenging topic and challenging times that we <clears throat> live in. And uh, we must also understand these technologies within the broader politics of the fourth industrial uh, revolution and um, the challenges that the Global South countries actually face to have to adapt. The first point that I would like to put is that uh, we should not approach technological devices in the negative, but rather we should look at them as mechanisms through which we improve the quality of life within the confines of the universities, the the very quality of learning. Uh, as a traditional face-to-face, venue-based uh, educational approaches are being challenged, we find ourselves having to deal with, you know, a, a wave of all these uh, technologies for for learning. So I would like to see them as aids that should be assisting the human mind. After all, technologies are created by people, not vice versa. Technologies are not creating people. People are creating these technological devices for assistance. As far as the concerns with universities and uh, learning uh, in the class, uh, these uh, mechanisms and uh, are very, very important in terms of either generating the text or some sort of explanations, and they can play a role in terms of assisting students. But there is a clear concern with regard to questions of maintaining academic integrity, mm. avoiding plagiarism, uh, because we now have a problem of uh, students who directly copy word for word. So within such a context, there is no learning that actually takes place. You know, people are just uh, taking information and then vomiting it in a script. But we can't therefore say that there has been a learning there. So my thinking is uh, universities would need, or, or in any case, any level layer of learning, would need to find other mechanisms such as the use of uh, turn it in to ensure that uh, the work that is actually being provided is a work that the student has been able to do that also shows originality and critical skills in thinking where there has been an engagement with literature itself and not copying. So my thinking is that we must also embrace these technologies, but also must mitigate the risk. But also as educators, we need to find adaptive approaches to our teaching methods by mm-hmm. how we put the questions. Because, I mean, you simply just uh, 
go to your Google and then you follow the voice prompt and then they give you all this knowledge. You start transcribing that into your learning materials. So surely we can see that there has been a learning there. It's interesting because you know, one could argue why why do we even have to do all the learning? Because if all the answers are at my fingertips on a cell phone, uh, why do I need to 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 study when I when I go to work and I want to know how to do something? Then I just type it into ChatGPT; it'll give me the answer. Well, this is where then I say um, <clears throat> the the dilemma of uh, laziness in engaging the mind. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, we must celebrate the uses of technology. Uh, but one of the critical issues, again, with these technologies, hence I say that uh, there are bigger politics with these uh, technological uh, mechanisms and devices. Uh, that has to do also with business for those who are designing them. And when I look at uh, Africa or the global south, which is Latin America, Asia, and I look at Africa, in, you tend to find that we have a high percentage of uh, rural communities, which also raises the question to accessibility and affordability mm -hmm. of using all such uh, technologies. I still think um, we need to therefore be very careful in terms of how fast we move in the implementation or adoption of these uh, technologies uh, by looking at the standards or where we are as a country. <clears throat> so for me, uh, we still have a specific role as learning institutions to, to play, which is uh, training the mind to have certain critical learning skills to do an analysis, to do an interpretation of data. Uh, so there has to be a particular way in which when we teach our students on how to reference, of course, they are, you are surrounded by data wherever you go, but how should that data then be integrated mm. for interpretation in the subject matter or the course that one has actually enrolled? This is where then I think maybe it also becomes very important for those who are educators to implement mechanisms that can actually circumvent that. Uh, I also know that uh, several uh, schools in the U.S. city in the U.S. Uh, banned the chat GP mm. due to the fears that it may hinder the development of critical thinking and problem skills in students. <clears throat> Well, I also don't want to be technophobic. Uh, I'm arguing that we should be in the best place to understand the modern economic systems because as universities, we are preparing our students to go and function in a world that has far advanced. I mean, look at the aftermath of COVID-19. Uh, Even traditional institutions that had relied on face-to-face -face, uh, 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 approach to teaching had to experiment with an electronic learning environment, an online learning environment. So, unfortunately, these measures are not going anywhere. We are mm. going to have to find a way of how we, we adapt for relevancy to the rest of the world. But what we then need to do is to find a much more balanced approach and understand that these systems must aid the human mind. You know, sometimes when I get to think about the whole notion of artificial intelligence, it's as though that there's some sort of suggestion 
pertaining to authentic intelligence. After <laughs> all, it is human beings who are creating yes. this. But we must also understand that for the longest of time, through movies, whether you watch iRobot, many other movies, uh, this has always been, been coming. It has been staring us mm. into the face. But one thing that I'm glad about is that it is human beings at the center who are creating technologies to make life much more easier for themselves. Maybe what we need, for example, I work more within the humanities where yeah. we are pro essay writing, written assignment, uh, where we teach students in terms of how to make citation from the sources. Perhaps Tenet-in programs should be used in such a way that they can be able to detect if a student took information as it is and then speed it on a on a script or exam script. So I think it, it, it will also therefore imply that also we who are educators must be skillful in terms of detecting that no. And so how we put the question itself, it must be balanced and it must provoke the student to argue from an original point mm. of view, which mm. is over and above what you have read, what other authors are saying. What are you saying as an act of the application of that knowledge? So I am not completely anti this methods. Of course, we need to improve at some point, but let us rather be proactive and look at how we can be able to adapt our teaching methods. But let us not be, be uh, technophobic. Let us not do that. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, plenty to think about. Senior lecturer at the Department of Development Studies at UNISA, Dr. Lahasa Malloy, thank you very much for joining us. Using a, Do you use AI? Do you use ChatGPT in your everyday work? And I, I was using it. I was, I was messing around with Excel. No, I... I, I no need for Excel, but I thought maybe I should teach myself Excel. And then there were some complicated things that I wanted to do that a new Excel could do. Type it into ChatGPT and you type it in English, right? Make Excel do this. And it says, do this, do this, do this. And I did it. And there we go. Now, did I learn something? Because ChatGPT told me what to do. Was, was ChatGPT like a, an Excel lecturer? Or just because I copied and pasted, did I not learn anything?